Welcome to the first formal episode of MindPilot. This is Dr. Jana Price-Sharps. This is Vanessa Nash. And this is Felicia Jensen. So the focus of this podcast is on mental health for first responders. One of the things that we often find is that first responders often wait until they're pretty broken before they seek services. So what we'd like you to think about is how about you start working on you before you get really broken. And so that's the focus of this podcast, but we are also interested in helping provide some information and tools for your family system. So think of us as mental chiropractors. You come in before you can't walk. You come in when your back is hurting just a little bit. Although in this case, it would be, are you hurting mentally a little bit? So if you're seeking services, seek those services from a qualified mental health clinician prior to being really broken. So Vanessa is going to talk to us a little bit about the importance of sleep today. Hey guys. So one important component of mental health is getting good sleep. Um, Think of your brain like a computer. If you just close the screen, never actually fully shutting it down, the brain slows down, it freezes, and it eventually crashes. Um, When our brain doesn't get the rest it needs, we become irritable, we might experience problems with our memory and our concentration, our chances for developing depression and anxiety, along with a lot of other issues may creep up. Um, Our brain has several structures that help us process daily events while we sleep. So good sleep when we experience REM and slow wave sleep helps us store those memories, including traumatic events that we might experience, into long-term memory. Unfortunately, our sense of time is not as good as we would like that or like it to be. So when we experience something, we may feel like that event is still happening all the time, even if it really happened like five years ago. But there's good news. When we experience good deep sleep, it helps us to put those memories away, essentially defile them in a way that is healthier and doesn't make it seem like it's happening right now. So Vanessa, have you uh, thought about some ways that people might get better sleep? Are there some things that they can do? Um, One thing you might want to try doing is developing a nighttime routine that helps you calm down. Um, That might look different for everybody. It's mostly what works for you. Um, Felicia might add on a little bit about exercise, tiring your body out in a good way so that way you feel ready to go to sleep. So eating and exercise are very important components to our mental health. Exercise, for example, can release endorphins, which is what I like to call our happies. It can also relieve stress, make you feel happier, of course, and help you to sleep better. And you are tying your body out, as Vanessa said, in a positive and healthy way. Um, Eating, we can think of food as fuel. We We fuel up our cars so that we can make it from point A to point B. If our gas tank gets low, we worry about how much further our car will make it and start to search for a gas station. If we do not fuel up our cars when they are low, they will stop and we will have to deal with any damage done to the car as a consequence. Our bodies are the same. We need to fuel our bodies with food in order to keep it going. Think about the fuel you are using as well, though. What you put into your body is what you will get out. Try fueling up your car with soda instead of gasoline sometime. It's not going to work. You need to have the right fuel, the right food to optimize your mental, physical, and emotional health. 
There are so many little things that we can all do that will just make us feel better. Mental health isn't one big process. It's a combination of a bunch of small processes. So you might look at your overall life and start picking one small area that you can work on, that you can every day do a little bit to make that area of your life better. You'll you'll find that very quickly you're going to start feeling better. And change, positive change, often begets positive change. So once you get one area of your life functioning pretty well, then it's easier to go to the next area of your life and work on that. But do it quickly. Don't wait until you really feel lousy. Do it now. Make those changes. Because you know what? You have the right to have a happy life. You have the right to not endure life, but to enjoy life. Um, something that I think is really important is that we don't have to make really big changes to make ourselves happy. You know, it takes five minutes to find something like going around the block for a walk or petting your dog or giving somebody a hug. Little things like that that make you happy and bring you joy, you can experience every day and a lot throughout your day. So you don't have to make huge changes to start experiencing some happiness. Absolutely. Felicia, are there a couple very small things that people can incorporate in their life that will add to their exercise? You know, I I actually recently found that um, because I I don't have a lot of time, none of us have a lot of time, right? Extra time. Um, And I was thinking, you know, I need to increase going to the gym and I need to work out. Um, And one night I went to the gym and I was like, I I only have like 15 minutes to be here, but I'm going to try this out anyways. And the odd thing I noticed was that as soon as I walked in the gym, I immediately felt better. Like I walked in and had this immediate like, oh, everybody is here working out and doing their own thing for themselves and they're all feeling better together. And I thought that was great. So even though I got there for, it was 10, 15 minutes total, just being in that atmosphere of other people being healthy really kicked up my mood. And that was very helpful. But there's also small things you could do at home. You don't have to go to the gym to exercise, right? There's different apps you can use where you can do like an eight-minute workout or take your dog out, take your kids out, whatever it is, but something quick. Or YouTube. YouTube's a great... um, We're not affiliated with YouTube, but YouTube's a great way to find little workout videos that are quick and get your heart rate going. Absolutely. One of the things that we've often found that is very helpful is self-talk and changing that. And sometimes that takes time, but sometimes that self-talk can cause us problems. So things like, well, this is never going to work anyway. Why should I try? You're listening to us discuss small changes, but sometimes self-talk can get in the way of that. So, well, yeah, I could do that, but that really, nothing really works. Why try? So what are your thoughts about that, Vanessa? One thing I think I like to tell the people I talk to is that change isn't easy and it might feel weird at first and you every fiber of your being might say, I don't want to do this. This doesn't feel like me. When we're trying out new things, that's really common. Um, Keep pushing it through. It's like getting into an exercise routine, anything. It's going to take a few days to a couple weeks to even a couple months to it to really incorporate and feel natural within your daily routine. So try it out for a week. If it doesn't feel like you, then go ahead and move on to something else, but don't give up. Keep trying and keep working at it until you find something that works for you. And just keep in mind that it not might, 
it not might feel or might not feel normal right away. That doesn't mean that it's not going to work though. Absolutely. Felicia, what do you tell some of the people you work with about self-talk? I I always I'm honest about this because I feel like I'm especially since since you Dr. J, I feel like I've been working on my self-talk a lot. So I am very honest about how difficult it is to change because I always felt like my negative self-talk was a motivator. Like the more I was able to beat myself up, the more I'd be motivated to move forward to do something and realizing that that wasn't the good way to go about it. And I always tell people, you know, this is something that's very difficult and you're going to feel weird doing it. It does not feel natural at all when you first start, so don't expect it to. But that comes with anything new in life, whether it's talking yourself positive, whether it's exercising or eating healthy. When you're changing something, it does feel weird because because it is. You haven't done it before. It's it's not your normal. But when you think about it, if you're trying to change yourself, it's because something you're doing isn't working. So yeah, you're used to your norm, but is your norm what you want the rest of your life to be? I think if we think about our brain kind of being pilot, which is why we have that part in our podcast name, is where we direct our mind is where it's going to go. So if we're constantly doing the negative self-talk, what's going to happen? Well, we're going to honestly fulfill all those negative things that we're saying to ourselves about ourselves. So if we learn to change that and go positive with our self-talk, chances are our brain's going to follow suit and you're going to start getting into those routines of positivity. Absolutely. We need to see our brain as a GPS. And so our self-talk is really, it's like putting in the coordinates into your GPS. And so you really have to be directive sometimes with your brain when it wants to go into a very negative direction. You you literally talk to your brain and say, no, we're not going in that rabbit hole. We're going to go down to a different place and a more positive place. You refocus. And if you catch yourself, I think, using this negative self-talk, don't let yourself go into that rabbit hole of like, oh, I messed up today, I I was being negative. No, you accept it and you move on and you keep going forward because we're all going to mess up. We're going to, there's going to be days where we miss the gym. There's going to be days where we had that candy bar instead of the apple. There's going to be those days where it's a lot harder than other days, but that doesn't mean you stop. Absolutely. Absolutely. You do it one day at a time, but pick something that you can do that's little today that makes your life a little bit better. Thank you so much for joining us on our first podcast. We look forward to talking to you in the future. This podcast is a production of the California Forensic Institute, also called CFI. You've been listening to Dr. Jana Price-Sharps, Vanessa Nash, and Felicia Jensen. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for therapy. For mental health services, please contact a qualified mental health professional. If you are in crisis, you can call the National Suicide Foundation at 1-800-273-TALK. Please note that the National Suicide Foundation is not affiliated with this podcast, CFI, or any of the people on this podcast. Please look for additional information, podcasts, and videos on our website at www.cfiforensics.com.